This podcast is brought to you by the film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn with an incredible ensemble that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, and Whoopi Goldberg. Ezra is a funny and endearing story about Max, a divorced father struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When faced with difficult decisions about the future, they embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Deadline calls Ezra a touching testament to the power of love. In theaters May 31st. Pampers Cruisers 360 is the must-have diaper to help keep your baby from taking it right off, which, if you've experienced this, can lead to complete chaos. With its 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your baby for a comfortable fit, your active baby can move freely. Think of it as baby yoga pants. Cruisers 360 offers a gap-free fit and has a blowout barrier at the back of the diaper to help stop any unwanted disasters. The best part? That stretchy waistband makes it so easy to change your wiggly baby, who is always on the move and can't be stopped. Just rip the sides to remove and roll it up with the disposal tape on the back. Voila! Pampers Cruisers are available in sizes 3 to 7 and now feature fun new prints. Pair with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess without fear of tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hi, this is Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of four, an author, journalist, and speaker. And this is Sarah Hart Unger. I'm a mother of three, practicing physician, and blogger on the side. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. Here we talk about how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. This is Laura. This is episode 133, which is first airing in late February. We are going to be covering listener life hacks this week. We got a lot of awesome life hacks sent in through our Instagram account. You guys certainly know how to make life more efficient and better. So we're looking forward to sharing those in this episode. We wanted to remind you how you can get in touch with us. If you do have tips or questions, things you want to share, it's funny. There, I think some people assume there was a, a team or something. Yeah. Somebody wrote on Instagram something like, um, I didn't want to bomb their personal account. So is there a way to contact the podcast? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm on the Instagram. So I do run the Instagram and Laura and I respond to blog to emails from our personal emails all the time. So we are absolutely welcome that. And we do not as yet have a team. We do have people helping us mix the sound, but there's no like media or publicity um, handlers at this juncture. Yeah. No, that always strikes me as funny. I, mean, I get some emails into my website account sometimes that uh, through the contact form, people are like, well, you know, could you, to Laura's team, I'm like... <laughs> 
that's the team the team is me i'm i'm reading it um so yes it's uh it's nice to have people feel like you're bigger than you are so yeah you feel free to email us um you can reach through we have them email addresses on our websites the the shoebox.com and lauravandercam.com reach out through through instagram certainly people that i i know their names through comments or emails i i follow so yeah would love to get suggestions from you. I was thinking about how we were both like, I feel like there was a time when people, a lot of people blog daily and now almost nobody does. And both of us seem to really enjoy it. I don't know. It's we're close to daily every single day. But, uh, I guess I, I, I'm a little bit behind. I've, I've been doing more like three times a week uh, in these, this past few weeks. But okay. But I multiple posts a week. Ramp um, back up. You, you've been on a roll. I love it. Roll. I get to check There's every this- morning. I'm like, pumping at 6am. I'm like, let's see what Sarah's posted. (laughs) There's no shortage of things to talk about. And for some reason, there's nothing I'd rather do while I'm drinking my first coffee than write a blog post. So that's what happens. And so the world benefits from that. So if you're not reading Sarah's blog, you definitely should. The Shoebox, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X. And Laura is lauravandercam.com, which is much smarter. I was apparently not cool enough to think of a handle. No, it's better to have your name. And I've thought about it, but heart unger is like a mouthful. So I'm hesitant. Who knows? We'll Who see knows? what my long-term strategy will be. <laughs> well, so Sarah posted this week uh, when we're recording this in late January on our Instagram account, the best of both worlds podcast, Instagram account, asking for your life hacks and you responded. So we're just going to go ahead and dive right into some of them. Yeah. And again, feel free to share ones that you have. Uh, if you like these, or if any of these didn't work for you, please, please let us know that too. And we did sort them into categories so that we won't be, you know, jumping around from buying baby shoes to, I don't know. Maybe we could jump around. <laughs> we could jump around too. All right. Well, the first theme that things seem to fall into were kids' clothing. A lot of people had some great ideas in this realm. So many of you like to buy all the same color socks for your kids. I feel like I haven't done this because I kind of like buying random looking socks, but I get I get what you're saying because sorting them is kind of annoying. Well, but then, so each kid would have their own color. Is that what you're saying? Well, that would be an idea too, but I think the because idea- Because if everyone has the same color, it's hard to- so how do you sort by size? Like if you, well, have- I'm wondering. This probably would work. Like if you had like a four and six year old, oh, and that was it. They could wear the same. And they all wear the same socks. Yeah, okay, then who cares, it. right? That would yeah. be amazing. But that you're right. Be- I love that variation. If you have five children, for example, and they have different sizes, each kid gets their signature sock color. Yeah. You only match that, and then you know where it goes. I, or I even if like- it's if it's white with like uh, some of the. Hanes, for instance, I've noticed the lettering is in different colors. So for a long time, it was a Jasper only had the Hanes with the blue lettering and Sam had the Hanes with the green lettering. But if you're having to look closely enough to look for the letters, I feel like that almost defeats the purpose. Then you might as well have different patterns. <laughs> I was I mean? You could also have your children, your older children sort their own socks. Like oh. <laughs> just that's my hack. <laughs> not, not my That's problem. actually a great hack. So there you go. <laughs> I, I actually started, I kicked this whole thing off. Maybe that's why there's a lot of kids clothing ones, but the fact that my thing for Genevieve in particular is like, I'll buy two pairs of shoes at once and I'll skip the half size. Mm-hmm. Like who needs half sizes, right? But I'll, I'll buy like a size seven and a size eight sandal because this is Florida and like she's going to need sandals year round. So it's not like I'm going to risk that she won't be the right size, especially if I find like a decent coupon or sale at Zappos. Um, it just, it's just like, it's such a nice comforting feeling. Like if she's growing out of it, to be like, Oh, we already have the next one. Cause feet are only going to grow. It's an inevitability. 
until a certain point, but we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they can grow for a long time. I'm curious about finding the uh, shoe sales. It's just that when you when she needs new shoes, you're on and then looking to see what's on sale or... I mean, yeah, like she needs new shoes recently. And I, I actually, I like Sappos because they will deliver in one day. So we had a cold mm-hmm. snap and our nanny's like, I lost one of her sneakers. So we need shoes for her. And I'm like, well, Zappos will deliver by tomorrow. So we can beat the cold snap. And it actually... <laughs> <laughs> they also have a great return policy. So, and this is not a sponsor, but anyway, so, but sometimes they have good sales and, or if you just know that like, they're going to, you're going to need it. Like you might as well just buy two at once. Um, or I've gotten like 20% off coupons that will apply to the whole order. So there you go. Buy three, buy size six, seven, and eight or whatever. Yeah. It like, doesn't work obviously if your kids are going to change their mind about yeah, what they or want. Yeah. Or if it's seasonal. I mean, that's the problem. Yes. If you live in a place with four distinct seasons, like you don't know for sure if they're going to be wearing the size 13 in summer or in the next winter. So, but, but there's some shoes that they might wear year round, like dress shoes, for instance. Yeah. Uh, I like this next one that we got from a listener. It says for items that don't get a lot of wear, like snow pants, buy unisex colors so they can be handed down or make sure your son's okay with pink and purple. I mean, that's the other, the other option there. I mean, most, most, that think, was my side note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only cause like snow is such a rarity that I don't think Cameron would, would actually He'd be like, care. He'd be awesome. so distracted by the fact that we were like in snow, but I, I agree. Like get, get a neutral, easy color. Then you know that every gender is going to wear it. Nobody's going to complain. How can you really hate pants that are just gray or something? Yeah. Well, Alex is worn pink mittens. It's totally, totally fine. He can, I, Refuse to view it as a <laughs> girl color. Uh, Michael has some pink shirts. Yeah. But but I, what I would say is that a simple color and a neutral sort of, so it's not going to be a cartoon character that one child is going to hate and refuse to wear. So we have been buying snow boots in sort of pretty much most sizes or within a number of a size going down from adult size to baby. And the upside of that is that the kids sort of move in sequence up through them. And so now Alex is wearing the boots that Ruth was wearing a year or two ago. Ruth is wearing the boots Sam was wearing. Sam is wearing ones Jasper's wearing. I do have to buy either new ones for him, although for a while he was wearing my boots. But I don't get new snow boots everywhere (laughs) because my feet don't grow. So eventually we had to start buying bigger boots for for him. Oh, my God. The oldest kid is so lucky. I all the new stuff. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Although I, I've, I found like you're probably also tougher with the oldest kid on other things. Like, you know, like, no, we do not eat crackers for breakfast. And kid number four, like, sure. Eat what do you want? Did you eat? That's great. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a good point. So it balances out. It balances out. So yes, buy those in simple colors like black or I don't know, navy blue or something um, that everyone will wear and pass them on down. I like the the suggestion to keep a basket in your kid's closet to cull as you realize kids the clothes are too small or added too destroyed because sometimes I'll get to something and be like, okay, this is getting too Maybe that's just a trash can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't right. want to donate that. Um, but it's amazing the impulse to just put something back in the drawer as if maybe later it will look the whole, better to the you or something. I, I mean, I am fully guilty of that. Yeah, yeah. Another with that I'd add in terms of bins for clothing is – if you have a house where the laundry room is on one story, so if you have m- more than one story in your house and the laundry is going to be on one story of it, put a hamper on the other story. So that way, if people are rather than just tossing their socks on the ground, which they may anyway, but there's at least a little bit easier for them to get it in a hamper if that is, is a thing, if you have a two-story house. 
Yes. And I didn't include this in this category, but we, we keep a set of the kids clothes downstairs, like probably like a full week's worth. They're just shoved in bins <laughs> because it helps us get out. It, we have a tight timeline in the morning. And for some reason, getting dressed when they're tired and they don't want to go to school is like pulling teeth. So to at least remove the step of having to go upstairs and get it, like everything they need is down here. Game changer. Very, very changer. helpful. <laughs> Love that one. All right. So our next realm, I would say, is the meal, groceries, and shopping category. I feel like you have a lot of thoughts on that category. <laughs> well, I, I do. We have a, a listener question uh, related to this topic is, you know, for, for a different episode, not for this one. But the, the key thing is you want to make sure you're – the point of a hack is to make life easier and, and simpler and ideally take less time. So if your hack does not do that, you should possibly rethink this hack. And and so my beef is that a lot of meal planning winds up making prep and stuff means you take more time to to do it. And you may eat better and and you may save money and, and those may be goods in their own right. And so then you should know that that's what you're doing it for as opposed to saving time. However, I will say grocery delivery is beautiful, a beautiful thing. And that was, I mean, everybody, and, and, and actually the happy medium between grocery delivery and doing it yourself, the curbside pickup, curbside pickup, people are big on that because there's actually a lot less fees associated with it. And really the pain point isn't driving there and bringing your stuff home. It's going through all the aisles and checking out and having your kids all over the place and them asking for stuff. And especially if I think this hack would work if you pick a place on your way home from work, for example, and you yeah. have it ready, then you actually you know, it costs you nothing and probably won't really cost much in the, in the way of time anyway, because my one downside of the delivery is, oh my God, every, I've done it a couple times. Number one, stuff is always missing that I know the store has. And number two, they use so much unnecessary packaging that's disposable. And I get so mad. I'm like, when I drive to the grocery store, I don't need a thermosensitive like bubble wrap on every item. Like why did this person? And I guess it's probably for like liability reasons. We're in Florida. It's hot, but no, it's crazy. I get mad. So I, I have a feeling I would probably be happier trying pick up um, one of these days. So we haven't been doing grocery delivery lately, partly because, you know, our, our nanny has been able to go while Alex was in preschool. But of course, now that we have the baby, that time has like disappeared. <laughs> and so we're, we're, we're looking into grocery delivery services. So we'll have to report back on that. Another hack people have is to have a generic grocery list for items that you regularly buy. And I really like this idea. So you can print it up and cross off and add as needed, but that keeps you from, if you are shopping from a list, like every time being like, we buy milk every time. Well, of course you do. So (laughs) you don't have to keep writing it every time and you can cross off the things. With that, I'd say if you shop at warehouse clubs, one thing that I have found helpful in terms of inventory management is not just to have a buy list, but have a do not buy list. Because we have wound up with, say, six cans of cooking spray uh, because whoever has gone to the shop, the, the Costco, or Sam's Club, whatever, BJ's, has decided that, oh, we often buy this product. Let's put it in the cart. But we never used it up from the last time that we bought it. I think it. we had like four bags of cornstarch. It's <laughs> yes. weird. Accumulates it's like so weird. Well, because you're just walking, like, oh yeah, we use that. I should just get it while I'm here. Um, and then you wind up with a lot of a product that takes a while to no, go through. and that's smart. Or even having like a notes app for your on your phone for those kind of like staples. I don't know that you have that like you get a recipe and you're like, oh, do we have that or not? But, like if you kind of know, you could do it once and then you'd have it. 
Yeah. We have all this stuff. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. I like that. Do not buy. So cooking a double batch, I mean, we've talked a lot about doing leftovers here. That's always a great um, thing. Another person says, have a list of what's in your freezer. And this this is helpful if you have it, say, on the front of your freezer or next to your freezer, because you can then <laughs> work through what is in your freezer as opposed to going to the store and be like, do we have hamburger meat? Well, yes. Now you know you have hamburger meat without you having to hunt through. And I think this person keeps it in, in her notes on her phone so that, you know, if she's at work and she's like, do I need to pick up dinner? Oh, wait, no, I can see what's in my freezer. Yeah. It's on my notes app. That's, that's here's kinda... here's a slightly more hackish one. And I love this, the cleanup hack um, for the dishwasher, separating utensils and categories in the dishwasher. So if you put the forks in the front, the spoons in the middle and the knives in the back of your um, utensil part of your dishwasher, well, then you can just pull them out very easily when you are emptying the dishwasher. And this might make it slightly easier for say a young child to empty the dishwasher that, you know, they can sort it, but they might get distracted if it takes too long. So this is a way to make it a little bit quicker. A money saving rather than a time saving tip that someone left was um, if you're online shopping and leave stuff in your cart and then close it, a lot of times they'll email you a coupon the next day or two to complete your order. I've had this happen with apps in particular. I'll like think about getting an app and then I'll like, eh, no, never mind. And I close it and then I'll get an email. They're like, actually, we'll give you that app for $30 instead of 60 or something. Because I guess to them, it doesn't cost them any, you know, it's like, they're not going to lose money even if I bought it for $1. Let's yeah. put it that way. <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> it's to their it's, advantage. It's mildly freaky. I would say that the information is like, how do they know what's in my cart? How do they have my, <laughs> but yeah. uh, it is what it is. It Everybody is what knows. It is. They know. And that thing is going to follow you around the internet and all the ads you see online for the next three days. So wait for the coupon. It's coming. And with that, we are going to take our moment break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Hey listeners, we know you're busy, but is there something that's interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. You can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. So it's very convenient for people who are working and raising families, but want to prioritize their mental health. Get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp has licensed professional counselors who specialize in everything from depression and in stress and anxiety to relationship and sleeping issues. Anything you share is confidential, and if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time. You can communicate by text, chat, phone, and video and start communicating in under 24 hours. And best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Best of Both Worlds podcast listeners get 10% off their first month with discount code BESTOF, that's B-E-S-T-O-F. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash bestof. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash bestof. We're excited to welcome back Grove to our show. Healthy, plant-based, non-toxic cleaning products work and the good ones are actually more enjoyable to use. But where do you start and who do you trust? That's where Grove Collaborative comes in. Grove Collaborative is the online marketplace that delivers all-natural home, beauty, and personal care products directly to you. Grove takes the guesswork out of going green. Every grove.co product is guaranteed to be good for you, your family, your home, 
and the planet, so you can save time reading confusing labels. I love how easy it is to find the brands I love, like Mrs. Myers, Burt's Bees, Caldrea, and more. With Grove, you don't have to shop multiple stores or search endlessly online to get all the natural goods you need for you and your family. Join over 2 million lifetime customers who trust Grove Collaborative to make their homes happier and healthier. Plus, shipping is fast and free on your first order. For a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co slash bestof, you will get a free five-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Myers and Grove, a $30 value. Go to grove.co slash bestof, B-E-S-T-O-F, to get this exciting, exclusive cleaning offer. That's grove.co slash B-E-S-T-O-F. All right. Our next set of tips is in the time-saving realm. Well, well or bending realm. <laughs> I'm bending realm. I'm bending realm. Because You're right. here's the thing. I mean, it's, I, I think I wrote a blog post a couple of years ago about the, the crock pot mentality. And it's what it is, is that you're moving an activity from a time where you feel time crunched to a time when you feel maybe less time crunched. And that may not be the case with the crock pot because the mornings are crunched as much as the evenings. But it's that idea of like, can I move something to a different time? Yeah, with, it's more, fle- it's adding flexibility, flexibility to something that felt rigid. And again, yeah. I, I want to say like, that doesn't mean you should make meals for the week on Sunday. It doesn't mean that you need to make people's lunches every night because I think that time is valuable too. But you might think about like ordering groceries during a five minute wait between conference calls, for instance, like you couldn't go to the grocery store then, but you've moved this thing that would have taken maybe leisure time later in the day to a time that you would have just wasted um, waiting for this person to call you. So that's, that's time bending and that, that can be helpful. All right. Enough of that. Well, I, I enjoy the, the, uh, the tip to listen to audiobooks uh, while you're doing things. I mean, that's kind of like, we well, know, you're doing chores. but, yeah. but it's true. Yeah. Chores when you're doing boring stuff. Um, but I do that all the time, mostly with podcasts and it is true. It's like an obvious one, but you know, it's like a little treat, you know, it turns something incredibly boring into something fun. So yeah. don't forget that that's an option. I like this one of keeping floss in your car's glove compartment. <laughs> So if you find yourself saying, I never have time to floss, well, I don't know if you're sitting in your car somewhere where you do have time, maybe if you're waiting to pick up your kids and you don't mind if the neighbors walk by your parked car and see you flossing, but it could be time that you could, that you could do for that. And I hope nobody flosses while they're actively moving. While they're driving? Not be safe. Yes. No. Maybe if you're stopped in traffic, that could be Oh, you just imagine being honked because you're like busy. You so, know, excuse me, I'm flossing. <laughs> I can't go with the light turning green. So, but hey, you do you. You, you do, do you. you. But what what I will say of like fitting in this personal uh, maintenance during other times is doing uh, squats or crunches during small bits of time that you might have. So if you, again, while waiting for a call to start, like I, I, the reason I'm hyping on this is because I've had people track their time recently where you can waste all kinds of time waiting for a conference call to start. Like everyone's on, you're waiting for the last person who has to be on in order to start, or you're dialed in early and other people are late, or you are, somebody was supposed to call you. And so you're waiting for that call, but they call it four minutes after the hour versus that time. You can use this time and you're not going to do much deep work during that, but you could do crunches or, you know, if you have an think push-ups. Door, push-ups. push-ups are like, I mean, how long can you do push-ups for anyway, right? Yeah, so yeah. 
do two sets of 10 push-ups and it takes you what two minutes then like wow you've done two sets of 10 push-ups today that's like that's like all I can do. So there you go. Yeah. And the other day while I was waiting for something to print, here's another one. If you're waiting for something to print and it's like a multi-page document, you've got time there. And I'm always just like sitting there staring at the printer as if this is going to help the pages come out faster. And so the other day I was like, I'll get my kettlebells and like start doing a little lifts while I'm waiting for this 30 page document to print. And so, you know, there you go. It's, it's time you can, you can use for something like that. I like it. And I think, you know, today our default is, well, let me just jump onto Instagram during that time. But the truth is that will, that you're, you're more likely to end up bleeding that over into the next 10 minute block or whatever, compared to doing pushups. You're probably going to promptly resume whatever you were waiting for <laughs> if, if you were doing something painful, but yeah, productive. Painful. I, can I, can I go back to the food? <laughs> like yeah. Now, now listening to our, our listeners, great hacks. I, I have a couple that I, I wanted to share with this. Um, yeah breakfast. So there are many people in my house who need to eat breakfast every morning. And one thing we've started doing is having um, boiled eggs made ready to go. Um, so you can buy them. You can buy peeled boiled eggs in a lot of stores. That's a convenience item that is available. And so this can be the basis of a very quick breakfast. You know, get a, if you have lots of kids, get a four slice toaster instead of a two slice right right there. There's something or get, I don't know, maybe they sell eight slices. But um, so, I, you know, put four slices of toast in, pull out eggs, boiled eggs, and then you just, you know, have pre-cut fruit. And it's like assembly line, boiled egg, done. toast, cut up fruit, hits most of the major food groups there. It's breakfast. It's done. It's almost instantaneous. Big fan. So that's, that's my personal life hack. I think we alternated our house between bagels that I toast all at once and then top all at once and put on plates with fruit and then, um, or cereal. Do you have so a toaster like, oven or do you have a toaster a oven? Toaster so I can oven. put four items in there at the same time, providing breakfast for everyone in one go. We've had a lot of people write in that this is actually one of their life things, <laughs> their love of the week, as it were, is, is a toaster oven because it, they heat up pretty quickly, apparently. Um, this is actually very funny because literally today, Josh was like, I think we need a new toaster oven. And he said, I want to rebuy the exact same one because I think we got it for our wedding in 2006. And like, if it lasted 14 years, that's pretty you good. You should buy another one. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's We'll awesome. reward them for, the, <laughs> for, for all those years of service without any issues. Um, although I'm like, it still works. Why do we need another one? But that's okay. Yeah. So toaster oven, I guess that's a hack. I never realized it. But yeah, it's great for heating up pizza. There's like no preheating time. And it's true. You can prepare toasted things for numerous children in one go. In one go. Um, a quick laundry hack from someone here. So so her time bending was that she loads the washing machine the night before with the clothes and detergent when wakes up, hits power on it. But I think the, the key understanding here is if you don't want to spend your weekend doing laundry, for instance, uh, you know, one thing you can do is do some little bits during the week, for instance. And often people are doing it at night, which is maybe time that you wish to relax. But if all you have to do is get it's manage the timing of it, that time in the morning could, in fact, be time that you run something. So consider consider that 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 is a, a time that could work. Yeah, definitely. I like this person that hits power on the washing machine and the coffee maker at the same time. So it's like, a, <laughs> so, like two hands. I don't know. Is that are they next to well, each other? They're probably not know, next simultaneously, to each other. but I think. I think around the same time. So you're right. Thinking about unconventional times to do your laundry. All right. Kid All right. hacks. To, yeah. Some kid hacks. I like the idea. Balloons. 
excellent purse toy to entertain a toddler. Not yeah, what I, I love would have this thought idea. Of, yeah, having true. balloons in your purse is because they're really they fun. They don't take up any room. They don't they're take disposable up any room. And they're, they're fun. Oh, uh, we're totally doing number two, which is cut little boy's hair like twice a year. <laughs> we used to take Cameron more often. He kind of had this like uh, buzz cut, but we've kind of stopped. We're like, let's see what his hair actually looks like. And it's true. You can get away with a, a lot of growth um, if you cut it pretty short. Yeah. Um, so he's currently sporting the longest hair he's ever had, which is not very long. So don't like imagine he's not, he doesn't have long hair, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's time saving. Another listener writes in to never put batteries in any toy that makes sound. (laughs) And if your kids don't know it makes sound, then they're not going to find out if the kids are little enough. I think this could work. You could also just take batteries out of anything you find incredibly annoying and, and then you don't have to listen to it and (laughs) And you don't have to replace you don't have to replace it uh, another listener writes in to take the little junk toys you receive and put them in the diaper bag for play on the go um there certainly can be toys that are maybe for the car or for you know sitting in a restaurant and if you lose it it's fine because you didn't pay anything for it it's you know something you'd be willing to toss in the trash on the way out anyway um so that can be great for those sort of you know, bring your own Happy Meal toy to a different restaurant. <laughs> think, yeah, especially that. like you mentioned, like birthday parties, you know, you get that little bag of crap basically. And then it, if it gets in your house, it's just crap that ends up getting cleaned up and thrown in the garbage. But if you save that for on the go use, then it might actually serve a purpose and then easily disposed of. Yeah. So there you go. Another listener writes in that you can make three lunches three days at a time with good containers and they don't get gross. Um, so, so that could be similarly to the breakfast sort of modular outlet. You know, if you have a uh, cut up fruit that you can put in different containers, some sets of pretzels, uh, you know, cheese stick, have that lined up in the fridge and then you can just shove it into a box and they, or bag and out they go in the door in the morning. So that can work it too. A modular approach. Modular. All right. Travel. So this one uh, relates to our, our, our last episode last week we had. Matt and Joel on our show, if all went according to plan. And they talked about how their kids are all the same age and how they're going to take vacations together. Well, someone suggested that exact same thing. So share an Airbnb with friends, the same age kid, especially preschool and above, which saves money and the kids entertain each other. And I like this, especially because maybe you could then splurge on kind of like a big ski chalet or something yeah, like yeah, that without being family. a big deal. And it would be kind of like a fun adventure. And it's very true that like a lot of times like two six-year-olds are way easier than one six-year-old, for example, because they, they will entertain each other. Yeah. It's like your own little kids club. So that can, that can be good. And having multiple adults is also just good in general because people could in fact take an hour while other people run to the grocery store or something. Whereas it's a little harder when it's just say you and your spouse trading off. Cause then it's, it's gets, it's not as fun. It's not as fun. <laughs> not as fun. Uh, the, the go bag. Oh, well, this is probably good for emergency preparedness too that it's smart to have a bag with a change of clothes for family members. Um, you know, if you're traveling and, and you normally check bags, which I don't, but if you are <laughs> the sort of person who checks bags, you want to make sure that your carry on bag, that you are not trying to be so light on the plane that you don't have an extra pair of clothes and anything you would need in the first 24 hours. So you know, medications, especially. medications, especially. You don't want to be trying to track that down. And don't want to track that out. All right. General, um, I think we can include sort of our um, checklists for everything. Well, we like checklists. Uh, but if there's something you're going to do again in the future, make a list of what you are doing. 
And that way you can follow it the next time. Saves so much mental energy. Saves so much mental energy. So for instance, if you throw a dinner party and you have a menu, you could use that menu again in the future. If, if your guests liked what you had, you know, probably it won't be the exact same guests the next time. So you could, you know, just make the checklist of what you did and then you can pull it out and do it again the, the next time that you, you have an occasion. Or a packing list, or packing I like the list. holiday prep list. If you have like a bunch of things you like to always do for Christmas, that mental energy of like thinking about what they are, it's actually not negligible. So save that list. Yeah. Always make your next appointment while you're at your appointment. This was this was something that I, I sort of appreciated with you know, the prenatal visits. Uh, the you know, They start coming fast and furious at, at some point in there, but you're always in there making the next appointment for the next time. Whereas for stuff that's further spread apart, you might not do that. And that probably explains why I went like, you know, four years without going to my uh, doctor because they had to have to call and make an appointment. And that, then it's going to be like months from now because it's, you know. I love it when doctor's offices have the schedules like a million years in, adv in advance, although then you are subject to getting that phone call where they're like, oh, the doctor's actually taking vacation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But still, you know, if it, even if it works 80% of the time. Well, um, I think definitely you should, I mean, as a doctor's office, you should have availability for schedules at the recommended interval that people should be coming back for this thing. So if you are a dentist, for instance, you should definitely have six months out that you are booking so people can book or, or a pediatric endocrinologist. Okay. Yes, I, I am actually like uh, my man. I drive my managers crazy because I cannot stand when I don't have that interval already open and my patients get to call back because I know they get annoyed. They get annoyed. That. Yeah, no, that's wasted time. Like I was in the office. I could have done this with the scheduler there. Um, and if you've recommended coming back in whatever months, then yeah. Yes. So agree. Um, I like the, I love the last one, have the kids close in age. I have four month, four year old twins and a three year old singleton. They're 15.5 months apart. So many efficiencies, fewer years of childcare, more years at the same school and built in playmates. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, I mean, one idea. I mean, there's something to be said. They have as many kids as I have and a 15 month age range. That's amazing. Yeah. So that means that she was pregnant when she had like six months twins. <laughs> Which oh my God. a little bit nutty. Yeah, nutty. wow. Yes, yes, she was. <laughs> yeah. um, so we will just put that there without comment. <laughs> hey, have triplets. I have mean, triplets. I don't know. No, 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 no. Don't. All right. Well, I think we should move to our Q&A because this yes. is also somewhat about a, a yeah, hacks a lot of well. hacks. So yeah. thank you all so much for submitting those because those were 98% your hacks with a little bit of our commentary. But you you have very smart things and it's fun to share your ideas with the rest of you. So thank you. So this listener writes in, vacation planning. How do you plan so far in advance? Well, this is just because Sarah and I are freaks. But anyway, is it set in stone when you plan it? Or are things more vague ideas and then the details are ironed out later? How many vacation days is optimal to save for sick kids and last minute invitations? Also interested in vacation budgeting? What is a normal amount? Ooh, that's a weighted question of take home pay to spend on travel and such. I had to include this question because I had been, it was so random. The question came in, I think 
like yesterday and the day before I had been Googling, like, what is a normal amount to spend on travel? <laughs> Google knows. Was, Does Google I was, know? I don't know. I was like second guessing our travel budget basically. Cause it's not low. Um, I think as the, you know, last year we barely traveled at all because I just was like done with it. But now that I feel very hopeful, oh my gosh, I hope I'm not wrong, but I feel hopeful <laughs> that it's going to be a little better. Like Genevieve is so much more verbal. I think she would sit and watch a movie on the plane for at least part of the time. I think she's more likely to sleep through the night on vacation. Again, if I am wrong, oh my God, this year is going to be rough. But anyway, we plan a lot more trips and I, I was just wondering whether it was overkill. And I guess I'll answer that part first. I didn't find any specific one answer. Yeah, because uh, Google the, doesn't know. <laughs> no. And neither do the blogs. You know, everyone has a different opinion. But the things that I saw ranged from, um, like on the low end, they said 3% of gross pay. Or one thing said, well, you know, 30% of your expenses are variable. So it doesn't matter as long as it fits within that 30%. To another one, which said like, you know, between 5 to 10% of take-home pay is normal. But I came to my own conclusion that there probably is not a right number. <laughs> but the question is, are you meeting your savings goals? If you can check that off and is if it's a priority for you, then it can probably be whatever you want. Um, there's no there's no right answer if you are already meeting your savings goals. So um, when I did my calculation, I actually did plan. I, I calculated it's about like 4% of our gross pay, which probably means 5% because when you estimate vacation costs, they're always probably more. Um, and so I felt actually better about it. But here's the and thing. I, I mean, you got you posted on your blog. If, so I feel like this is probably public information yeah. that I can share that you guys are renting a place that is 7% of your income. Yes. So we're not spending on our housing. You're not like spending on your housing. Are. So having made right. that decision versus a lot of people going north of, you know, 20, 25%, 25% yeah, that is like 18% you can play around with. You can do whatever you want with. You can save some of it and you can use some of it for travel. I mean, I think if you wanted, given the low percentage of your income spent on housing, you could literally spend the same amount on housing as travel and yeah, be totally good. Yeah, we probably could. And yeah. I felt better about that. And I think, I think I actually like, really the first question is like, are our savings goals met? If our savings goals are met, then you know what? Like, whatever, <laughs> it's fine. Um, Cause it's just, it's just a question of, you know, making sure that everything else kind of fits in there. So yeah. I'm giving you reader or listener permission to also, you know, give yourself, if that's something that you prioritize, um, it can be something that, that, you know, has a significant portion of your budget. Now, I, I think that, you know, yes, Laura and I are planners, but I think that for most people, it is somewhat beneficial to do fairly far out vacation planning, mostly because especially if your family is bigger, they're just, you. I, I've been in the situation where I'm trying to book something two or three months out and there's just much less choice. And I would much rather be faced with say, looking at, you know, a number of Airbnbs versus being like, well, there's only two. So I guess we're just going to do this one. This was much less of an issue. If I'm just booking travel for Josh and me, I, I don't feel as strongly. I, in that case, I really just care about, okay, well, my work schedule is very planned out and they want me to give a lot of notice. So I, I feel like I have to block out the time, but I, the rest of the details don't matter unless there's something very specific I want to do. But for the family traveling, I don't worry about booking the airfare. I don't worry about booking the rentals. I worry about booking the lodging just because it, stuff just seems to fill up. Well, it also depends how, yeah, how big your family is. Um, four people can probably go almost anywhere. Um, three people definitely can. Uh, if you're buying eight plane tickets and you want them together, <laughs> you, you need to get on that. That's um, true. Or fly Southwest and then upgrade and then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I would also say that there there are some upsides to planning the whole, the year kind of holistically. 
um, because if you are going to take more than one trip and you have different factions of your family who enjoy different things, this means that you're not pitting each vacation against each other. So you're not saying, well, well, some people like to ski and some people like to go to the beach. And so, you know, and some people like to go to a big city and what are we going to do for spring break? And like, everyone's arguing about that. If you have decided that, okay, spring break is the beach and maybe we're going to go on a, you know, urban trip in the summer and take a few days to ski over the next winter break. Well, then you know that everyone's going to get what they want. And so then people can be a little bit more open to doing other things and other vacations without feeling like, oh, this is my vacation. I'm not getting to do what I want to do and and feeling unhappy about that. Yeah. It helps you provide some some balance to that vacation schedule. And, and, and long-term budgeting then too. I mean, because yes, if, if you're true. looking at your annual amount, like how do you know if you, if you don't think about your other trips, like how do you know if you've way overspent on spring break and now you know, you can't do what you want to do in the summer, winter, you know, you just, I think by having at least an idea of what you want to do, um, even if you don't know exactly like putting a number on it. No, it definitely helped me from a peace of mind perspective to kind of add up an estimate of our, our year's trips. That's actually a really nice point. And otherwise it's very hard to calculate any kind of percentage or any kind of, to know what you're saving for. And a lot of people do save for that kind of variable expense by saying, okay, I'm going to put X amount into my vacation fund. But unless you know kind of what you're doing for the year, then how do you know how much to put in that fund? So yeah. that's another reason. As for how much PTO you leave for um, kid kid emergencies and stuff, what, what's your what's your cushion? Yeah. So I'm, I mean, every institution is different. We are lucky in that ours rolls over. I think if you have more than like three or four weeks, it doesn't roll over, but I've never had that much of a cushion. So it's a non-issue. So I try to spend all of the PCO that I earn in a year, but I have a buffer. So meaning like, I think I have like a hundred hours in there right now. So if I earn, you know, 25 days, I'm just making up numbers. I don't really remember 25 days of PTO in the year, then I might spend 25 days thinking while well, those 10 days are there for emergencies. Now, of course you have to have built up that buffer, but a lot of times if you've been somewhere for, for a number of time, you'll find that naturally you just use a little bit less than you've earned. And then you can feel kind of comfortable spending at steady state. All right. Sounds good. All right. Love of the week. <laughs> well, you guys hear my voice today, and we were actually recording a, a couple of episodes today, so I apologize. I'm not going to sound very pretty on any of them because I, I had this illness like a month ago. So if you guys remember, I was hacking my we, way we, through we, episodes. I would say we had the, the hoarseness on another episode, yeah. and now we no, have it again. It's like the same illness, but now I have it a month later. So that sucks. That is but, not the love of the week. No, that's not the love <laughs> of the week. But last night, both Genevieve and I slept all night, which is the first time in days because she has the same thing. So one or the other of us or both have been up coughing or a lot of times she'll make me up, wake me up from her coughing. And then I find myself coughing. And last night was our first night of peace. So yay, that is a true love of the week. <laughs> yes, that is true. Well, I am enjoying my, my long stretch of, of sleep. Um, you know, our listeners know about my my night nurse service of a few nights a week. Um, and we had it last night and I've decided that I am okay with pumping that first feeding, pump it before I go to bed. Um, so it's really nice. I sleep from, you know, 10, 15 to 4, 15, 10 to 4, 30. Ooh, lovely. Um, so that's uh, been one of my splurges, but one I am happy about. So sleep is our love of the week. Is our love of the week. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been Best of Both Worlds. We've been doing life hacks and talking about uh, vacation planning. We'll be back next week with more on making work and life fit together. 
Thanks for listening. You can find me, Sarah, at theshoebox.com or at the underscore shoebox on Instagram. And you can find me, Laura, at lauravandercam.com. This has been the Best of Both Worlds podcast. Please join us next time for more on making work and life work together. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.